The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get through... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 201 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown House correspondent, Miss Phoebe Jonet. Hey, friends. What's going on, friend? Nothing much, nothing much. How about you? Oh, I'm here. I'm here just making it. Glad to be here to talk wrestling with you once again this week. Yay. And we're joined tonight by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What up? I'm here. Let's get it. All right. We don't have Sam tonight for the uh, broadcast report, so that duty will fall on me tonight. So before we get started, just a reminder, you can find the WrestleCast on the web at CSPN.us. So Raw was coming in from Columbus, Ohio, on the campus of Ohio State. Um, The first thing that happened, I guess because we're going to try to keep up with the top five things that happened, Braun, Dolph, and Drew all came out to the ring, and they basically stated their case for why they did what they did last week. Basically, Braun was like, you know, Roman's got his boys. I had to get me some boys, so here we are. And then the shield comes down there, and uh, basically Corbin empties the whole locker room. <laughs> and The whole locker room fights off the shield and tries to separate them from Braun, Dolph, and Drew. Um. Notable, it was it wasn't a top five thing, but it ended up being probably the most talked about thing on Raw. Um, Brie Bella almost showed us why they call it a suicide dive, not once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a uh, very notable on this show. So Elias, he gets to do his thing in the ring. He gets interrupted by Miss Alexa Bliss, who is the hometown girl. Alexa, of course, you know, gets the crowd on her side and then instantly turns them against her. She runs him down and then she, just like Trish Stratus, says that she wanted to hear a song because she wants to walk with Elias. Can you blame her, Didi? Not at all. Sometimes she understands. <laughs> Uh, that leads to Natalia, Ronda Rousey, and Trish Stratus all coming out. And then we get a match between Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss beats Natalia. And then, of course, we have the post match. Ronda Rousey throws Alicia Fox around. And the Alexa Bliss gets a little bit of the advantage with the shot block. But Ronda Rousey makes a comeback and runs Alexa Bliss off. Uh, during the melee, the Shield got arrested. So, of course, we have the running theme of are they going to get out of jail in time to make it back to the show? The B team, their championship reign finally came to the end as they faced uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Wasn't supposed to be that way as McIntyre and 
Uh, Ziggler beat up the Revival, who were supposed to get the championship match, but uh, Drew tagged in. They hit the Claymore zigzag combination, and Dolphin Drew are your new tag team champions. And a cheap shot to Dallas. And that will set the tone for McIntyre and Ziggler. This could be done quick here tonight. Look at McIntyre. Belly to belly throw, sending Axel across the ring. Freakish strength from the... Uh-oh. Great Break. counter by Dallas. Oh. Neckbreaker! In delivering the neckbreaker, Dallas found himself even further away from Curtis Axel. Drew makes a tag to Dolphin. Here comes Axel. Here and we the go. team have a chance. The B team looking to rally. Axel's going to town. Axel needs to focus on the task at hand, which is Dolph Ziggler. Off the snapmare. Curtis Axel fired up. I can't believe what we're about to see. The B team are going to defy the odds once again. Ziggler, Ziggler able to counter. Uh-oh, perfect flex. Paying homage to his Hall of Fame father, and it's Drew McIntyre breaking things up before the three count. That could have been it. Oh! And a power of McIntyre. Dallas still in this fight, well, at least momentarily. Uh, oh, my God! Uh-oh, uh-oh. Scoops him up. Shoulders down. Don't caught him with a super kick. Right on the cheek. And here comes McIntyre. Come on. And McIntyre and Ziggler could be closing in on the Raw Tag Team title. I see new champs on the horizon. And the zigzag, the cover, under the leg. We got new tag champs. Here are your winners and the new Raw Tag Team champions, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler and McIntyre created their own opportunity and maximized the outcome. Thoughts on the B-Team's championship run coming to an end, Mr. G-Money? Hey, they had a tremendous run. I thought they were going to get the titles taken off of them <laughs> the, the second night that they had them. So, uh, <laughs> they, they put in some tremendous work. Um, I, I'm going to assume they're probably not going to get them back, but I, I could be wrong, but they, they had a, they had a hell of a run. Uh, it surprised me. It surprised everybody that they got the belts besides me. I knew they could, I knew they could do it. I knew they had it in them. So like you said, yeah, good run for the B team. Um, notable, another notable is a uh, Drake Maverick is the new manager of, uh, the AOP and, um, he was dressed up in their SWAT team garb. That he was terrible. Ridiculous. That's his, is that his Halloween costume? It looked like some little kid. It looked like the kid <laughs> in WrestleMania that won the title <laughs> with Braun. It was like he basically he was playing that same role. Like, are they trying to bury those guys? I mean, that that was that was kind of embarrassing for all three involved there. Yeah, it's like man, they could have kept Paul on the on the roster for that. Basically. At least he came out there in the all black. You know, he looked, you know, the manager part. He had to, he has some pedigree. Right. Drake Maverick just looks ridiculous. Beyond <laughs> ridiculous. 
Didi, uh, did you see that? You had any thoughts on Drake Maverick and his AOP gear? The guy who's like a foot shorter than the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> did you see One that foot. I mean, I, I was being nice about it. Okay, okay. Did you see he changed his title on Twitter? No. What's his, what's his title? It's a picture of all three of them because no, no, no. The the the, the long picture, you know, like oh, yeah, the photo yeah. with the long right. picture that's in the background. Right. So it's the three of them, but because of the height difference, it's it's like you only see his hair. <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> I was like, why? It was perfect, but it's like, oh, oh, he's so little. The moment everybody was anticipating. Shawn Michaels, he comes out to hype up the Triple H versus Undertaker match. He basically says that his pick is going to be Triple H because Triple H has more in the tank. And then we hear the gong and he's here as the Undertaker. Undertaker comes out. He basically says that he's beat up Triple H. He's beat up Shawn Michaels. And uh, the reason why he, you know, Shawn Michaels keeps going for Triple H is because he took Shawn Michaels' career and his ego just can't accept it. And Shawn Michaels says, man, I ain't got no ego. I stayed out the game. I don't want no parts of it. I'm not like everybody else that wanted to come back. I stayed out because of the respect for the fans and respect for you. And the Undertaker said, huh, that's funny. You always talk about one more match, but if you had that one more match, it would be against me. And uh, do you not have that match because you respect me or you fear me? And then he said he's just going to beat up Triple H in Melbourne. So this was fun. That was good. I was just wondering when did HBK morph into a a shorter version of Brett Favre? Because those guys almost look identical except for the hat. Me. <laughs> the distinguishing hat. Yeah, the distinguishing hat. It's much. the Wranglers and the Salt and Pepper beard. Like, uh, yeah, I I think that's what that's what did it. But I mean, it it was a it was a great segment, but it didn't get me in excited for the that match. It got me excited for maybe a WrestleMania match between those two, mm-hmm. but nothing with Triple H. But Sean said, "Unlike you liars, when I said I retired." I miss it. Yeah, that man said that I, I done passed up millions, millions. of dollars to stay <laughs> on the sidelines over here, buddy. <laughs> um, Didi, can you believe this? Kevin Owens is back. No way. It's almost like I told y'all. <laughs> like Kevin uh, was gonna quit. Please. He's gotta they, be he's gotta be here for whenever Sammy comes back. Can't leave his best friend. They put him in the worst possible program ever. He came and attacked Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley was trying to get his shanti on in the middle of the ring. So, another yeah, Bobby Lashley is boring. That's what I'm saying. Another boring. Even Kevin Kevin Owens won't even be able to make this worth caring about. But I mean, you gotta throw. Listen, unless they're gonna be friends and Kevin is gonna talk for him, I don't know what else to do with Bobby. Because Bobby can't talk for himself. No, he can't. You're right. Um, thankfully, uh, Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin, took himself out of the main event because mm-hmm. Finn Balor wanted to challenge him in the main event. But instead, he reversed it and uh, made Braun Strowman 
uh, the challenger for Finn Balor. So Finn Balor gets wiped out by Braun Strowman. What else is new? Uh, the Shield comes back. They steal a police van. They back in. Then all hell breaks loose because Kevin Owens, Jinder Mahal, the Ascension, and about half the rest of the locker room come down and attack the Shield along with uh, Drew, Braun, and Dolph. And uh, they basically beat the Shield down, super kicks, um, Claymore's. Power slams. Uh, they threw um, Seth Rollins through the freaking door of the police van, window of the police van. His arm got all cut up. Looked kind of like Goldberg when he punched the glass of the limo, but I don't, uh, not, not quite as bad. Didn't like he's going to lose his arm, unlike Goldberg did. But yeah, this was a this was one hell of a beatdown because it was so many people involved in beating up the Shield. Oh my God! Bop, bop. Bellers, no idea where he even is. And now mocking the shield. Mocking the shield. Okay, wait, wait, listen. what they started. Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre, ready for a fight. And a fight it's going to be live here on Raw. This is going to be awesome. Hounds of Justice probably still with hey, wait, 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 wait a minute, from behind, from behind. That was Kevin Owens leading the charge. Jinder Mahal, the Ascension, what the hell's going on? A dozen or so superstars rushed down the ramp and assaulted the shield from behind. Oh, no, no, no. Reigns spied first into the apron. Another chaotic scene. This is a mugging. Ziggler's directing traffic. Meanwhile, Roman Reigns being assaulted. Braun Strowman with steel stairs in hand. Oh, my God, off the face of Reigns. Meanwhile, Ambrose was just set face first into the into the Titans turn on screens. Oh my God! Oh my God. The attack now on top of our announce table. Meanwhile, over by the police van, that's Seth Rollins who's been knocked out. And Strowman oh, again with the steps. Again, Reigns can't defend himself. Ambrose being mercilessly stomped right here on the table. The, the attack continues. Yeah, you got this. You see this? Oh my God! This is out of control. Complete mayhem. Ambrose, Rollins, Reigns, they can't even stand. 
is unbelievable watch. And a ball right to the face of Ambrose. Joshua Bishop. This is absolutely disgusting. Dolph Ziggler saying we're going to... Strowman is still not finished with Reigns. And now a, a power slam on the floor. Oh. Remember Ziggler's warning. We're going to embarrass you. We're going to decimate you. something I never ever thought we would see the complete and utter annihilation of the shield yeah it was like everybody everybody <laughs> it was half the locker room literally half the locker room and it wasn't even, just this like it was everybody like. even, even Drew Gulak was out there getting links in he ain't even on Raw <laughs> <laughs> So uh, those were the standout things from uh, Monday Night Raw. So, Greg, your overall thoughts of the show, since it's fresh in your memory bank? I, I got to say, it. I, I was okay with it. Uh, nothing like taking two days to watch an episode of Raw. That's the best way to watch it if you can't watch it in the 90-minute form. Just take two days out of your life, uh, especially if you like to hurt yourself, and just watch <laughs> the entire episode. But seriously, it it's been better than I've seen in the past. So uh, if I had to give it a, a little grade, I, I give it a C plus. Okay. Miss DD, your thoughts, anything else that stood out to you that I maybe didn't cover? Um, Bree just being a horrible wrestler, but she covered that. Um, <laughs> that was a standout because, you know, the only way to watch TV really is to watch it with Twitter. And that was the moment when wrestling Twitter was like, Bitch, like twice you almost killed yourself. Like, and it, it, it started off so well, and then it all ended horribly. That was but, when the record scratched on the uh, women's evolution, right there. It was like, oh, <laughs> we were doing some evolution. It was, it was going so well, and then what makes it so bad is it's okay to fail like that if you're gonna lose, <laughs> but then you do that and then they give you the win, and it's just, oh. It's just so disappointing. But yeah, that was the highlight because I like to watch people fail at things. <laughs> All right. So that was our Monday Night Raw Report. The WrestleCast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So at this point, we're going to turn it over to our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, hey, hey. They were in Detroit this week. So that's it. Um, I'm not doing the five things, but once you try to like truncate yours, I feel crazy trying to be all long-winded about mine. So I'm going to be a little more quick than I tend to be. The show starts off with Miz and Maurice talking about Brie and Brian from last week. Um, they call them out, but they're in an the empty arena. They walk off saying that Brie and Brian are afraid. Um <laughs> Daniel Bryan says this is a perfect example of who Ms. and Maurice are. They attack from behind like they did last week and call them out when no one is around. Because Again, they're in an empty arena. 
He calls them cowards. They said they're not here to talk. They're here to fight. Renee tells them that Miz and Maurice left earlier. So instead, Zelina and Andrade come out. So they have a match. The men do. Daniel Bryan starts to take control. CM cradles Bryan into the buckles. The double knee charge follows, but Bryan counterlocks the hammerlock DDT and hits a head kick. The running knee by Danny Bryan finishes CM Almas. Bree fights off Zelina post-match as Miz and Maurice appear on the big screen. They say they've taken the night off for a date, and Miz tells them where they are eating before mocking Bree and Bryan. Um, so yeah, that's that. Next are Becky and Charlotte promos. I kind of get the feeling that they couldn't hear each other when they made the promos, but they knew what the other was saying because the ending was a little odd. Like, it was just weird. But they were good promos. Charlotte says when she won the title, she lost her best friend. She just took the opportunity that was given to her. She says that as a person, Becky is her equal, but as a wrestler, not so much. And so she's like, she knows all about living in the shadow of somebody and all Becky ever had to do was just ask for a shot. She says she doesn't see it that way and she's always had to prop up the queen. But at Helena Cell, the title will come home with her no matter how many times she has to drop Charlotte where she stands. Next is um, Naomi versus Peyton Royce. Because uh, watch. Okay. Oh, that's the one you like? Yes, Peyton is 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 my yes. I know it's Peyton, but I don't always know who Peyton is. Yes, she's the one who wears the uh, poison ivy looking outfit. No, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> like I'm like I, I like I get it, but I don't get it. Like it's just hard for me. Why are they both Australian? Why do they both have black hair? Versus like, can Peyton. one of them look a little different? Just like, well, Peyton has like she's skinnier and she has more of the Bobby haircut. Sure, that's still too <laughs> too much. I don't know them well enough to be able to delineate, differentiate. Yeah, that's the word. Differentiate which is which. But yeah, so anyway, Peyton chokes Naomi out on the roast. Billy K gets in a cheap shot. Naomi and Peyton both miss kicks, but Naomi baseball slides and takes out Billy K. She gets back in and has a sunset flip on Peyton for the win. I don't know why, miraculously, Naomi doesn't realize that it's a two-on-one situation after it's been a two-on-one situation the whole month of August. But instead of winning and leaving the ring like a normal person, she cheers for herself. And then the other one, Billy, comes in, attacks her from behind. They put the beat down on the girl. And... Sha has to make the save. She runs wild because now that she done lost her winter streak, people ain't afraid of her no more. So instead of running away, the iconic actually try to fight her. But she kicks their asses by herself, clears the ring, and then she goes down to check on Naomi. And a little bit of news at the Australian such and such pay-per-view, there will be a tag match of the Iconics versus Asuka and Naomi. Before you, before you move on, for mm-hmm. a little bit of foreshadowing for your um, women's tag team tournament mm-hmm. that, that you're um, going to be the commissioner of. Yes, yes, uh, of course. Naomi and Oscar versus Sasha Banks and Bailey for the championship for the Ooh, final. That's good shit. That would be really good shit, right? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's real good. I hope they do that. Mm. 
That is put, we'll put it. We'll put it in the air and it'll, you know, manifest itself. Yes, I believe I receive. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's an Orton um, Jeff Hardy video package with Jeff narrating. Backstage, Paige meets with Ms. and Maurice. He said they cut their dinner shirt because the restaurant sucks. She tells them Daniel, Ryan, and Brie already left. And so she books Ms. against a mystery opponent. He threatens to leave and said, and so Paige says, if you leave, don't ever come back. So of course he didn't go nowhere. Our truth is in the back looking for Carmella. He finds Maurice, but he doesn't know the difference. So she's like, what are you talking about? I'm clearly not Carmella. I'm not Staten Island trash. And I think she calls it like Staten Island. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, she said it wrong. And Miz interrupts. And he's like, how long have you known me? And he's like, seven years. He was like, that's when we were tired partners, right? Right. That's when the last time you've been relevant. And it's like, oh, the accuracy. Our truth treats um, Carmela and Maurice like I do all white actresses. They they all the same person to me. Big facts, dude. Like, <laughs> and it's like, you should know who Carmela is because she's the one with the bad sights that don't match her skin color. But if you're just looking at faces, they're both blonde. It's both platinum. Maybe they're not even the same height. Who knows? It all, I'm sure it all blends in. Whatever. But, you know, what you need to take away from this is our truth still don't know that that ain't Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Samoa Joe, oops, excuse me. Samoa Joe arrives and has something to say. He starts talking to Wendy. He's like, Wendy, very creepy, very like the shining when Jack is like at the wall. Yeah, that. He teased visiting Styles Family Barbecue, and Wendy is now cradling AJ's young daughter. AJ's there, locked up, and prepared for Joe's arrival. Joe says he's not a monster. He's only keeping his promise. He's keeping AJ at home with his family. He made AJ actually care about his family and look after them. And tonight he's done what AJ has never been able to do for years, which is be home on a Tuesday. So he's like, you're welcome. AJ appears on screen and says, when you threaten another man's family, that's when talking stops. AJ's at the arena. He charges into the ring. There's a big old brawl. He beats down Joe until they brawl to the floor, and Joe slams AJ into the steps. AJ fights back, hits a flying forearm, gets a chair, swings and misses. The refs arrive to separate them. AJ says, fuck it, flies off the ropes and onto Joe and the refs. Paige and more refs arrive and they finally separate them. You know, it seems I've walked this building back and forth and up and down. And by the lack of a champion in the building, it seems that the Styles family have started to take my threats seriously. I am not a monster. Wendy, I'm not the man that you think I am. I only said what I said last week because I'm keeping my promise to you. I need you to look in that room and see what I've done for you, Wendy. I have delivered your absentee husband on a coveted Tuesday night back home with this family. But more than that, Wendy, my actions have forced him to actually care about you. From now on, there's going to be a lot more nights just like that. Because, Annie, at Hell in a Cell, a very, very bad man is coming to take your daddy's championship and then he's gonna make him go night night 
Threaten another man, Joe? That's all right. I get that. Threaten another man's family? Threaten my family? That's when the talking stops. Georgia. He's in Detroit, Michigan, staring face to face with Samoa Joe. AJ's probably got his family with him, but right now he is staring a hole through Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe thought he had Styles, the Styles family, right where he wanted him, winning the mind games battle. Here we go. AJ Styles is coming for Samoa Joe, and Joe with the first shot in on Styles. Samoa Joe had the higher ground from the get go. Now just teeing off on the champion. He's turned out waiting for the hell in a cell paper AJ Styles sick of Samoa Joe's harassment of his family. Samoa Joe has repeatedly oh. crossed the line, threatening AJ's family, AJ harassing Styles' children and wife. How far is too far? Oh, no. Oh, no. AJ Styles should have thought about this. Oh, wait a minute. Styles came out here like a man possessed and understandably so. AJ's made it perfectly clear he'll go to the ends of the earth to protect his family, what he prizes most. The very item that Styles used at SummerSlam, what put him over the edge, what got him disqualified. What a crush Samoa Joe's skull. That was the full intent of Styles. I have never seen rage in the eyes of AJ Styles like I do right now. And I'm sure Samoa Joe can say the same. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Styles isn't done. Oh, oh it takes out Joe. And now our general manager, Paige, and officials listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Think about your own Think about your wife and your kids. Think about them. You made a promise to them. You need to write that down. AJ, no. 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 AJ, That's the fight. AJ was not having it this week. At all. And but I was really hoping when before the show started that it was gonna show up with like Samoa Joe in a route to AJ Styles' house. Like well, that is just nasty. Like Brian Pillman and Steve Austin at one time. Like, man, if they go that far, that would be an all time classic smackdown. I mean, they already involved the baby. She saw her daddy bleeding. What can get worse? They could have got. 
we could have had some more Joe pulling a Melvin at um, AJ Styles' house. A Melvin? What that mean? Melvin from Baby Boy. I've never seen Baby Boy. What? Child, I don't watch like shitty black cinema. I don't do that. Like not even on like a, a snow day when BET no. be running those. I mean, baby, we can't avoid baby boy if you want. I have, have manners. All I know is I hate you, Jody. That's all I know, and I, I feel like that's all I need to know. No, you gotta no, you gotta see. I don't feel like listen. Melvin. I have made it this far. I don't know who Mel- is Melvin. The like the the boyfriend. Yes, Ving Ray. Yes. See how I know? See, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> But you gotta watch it to get the whole context. Oh man, hmm. that's a gift for just you know <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean. Anyway, I shoot is still searching for Carmela. Uh, the perfect ten is with him, and he's like, you, "She's right there." And he's like, "Oh!" So he goes up to Carmela and asks her, "Has she seen Carmela?" And she's like, "What?" But he says he wants the truth, and he wants. Her to accompany him to the ring to fight Miz because he's going to bring the other Carmella with him. So he's still very confused. And then he tells her, though, that Maurice, even though she thinks that's Carmella, called Carmella sat down in trash. And Carmella's like, oh, word. Of course. So she comes out. There's another video package of Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. This time Orton is narrating. We get the Usos versus Sanity versus Rusev and Aiden English. This is part of the tag tournament match. Um, some things happen. Jay cuts off the suicide, the Rusev suicide dive, but Aiden takes Jay out. And then Eric Young rolls up Rusev for two as Aiden makes the save. There's a Machka kick to Eric Young that gives Aiden English and Rusev the win. Were you shocked? I know I was. It's Rusev Day. Hopefully, they about yeah. to. Wrestle the New Day and maybe even win the tag titles. That would be cool. Well, before they do that, they have to face the bar to determine the number one contender for those tag championships. Oh. I believe that happens next week. I forgot all about the bar. That's messed up. Yeah, Cesaro don't deserve that. I know. I'm sorry. Miz and Maurice arrive. Miz shows the footage of them kicking the shit out of Brian and Brian last week. He wants to call them out, but Maurice says they aren't here. So he calls Daniel Bryan a coward, especially for dragging Brie into this. This is time for your um, final match of the night, which is The Miz versus R-Truth. I'm sure it's been years since R-Truth has main evented a SmackDown or Raw or main event or 205 Live or <laughs> May Young Classic or Mixed mix Tag. Like anything. I'm sure it's been years. But yeah. So anyway, he counters the figure four into a small package for a two count. Daniel Bryan and Brie are here. They distract hey, the Miz, which allows our troops to roll him up and win. Can you believe? All you gotta do is hold on. Yep. Just keep showing up and eventually your time will come back around. Mm-hmm. So after the match, Brie and Daniel Bryan won't roll on Miz and Maurice. And so Zelina and Cian Amos arrive and attack, which allows them to escape, them being Miz and Maurice. Bree and Daniel Bryan fight back and get yes locks on both Cian Amos and Zelina Vega as Miz and Maurice look on. Miz teases rushing to the ring, but he kind of falls on his ass. 
with the seed. Very much a Titus almost, but not under the ring, but basically. <laughs> so with that, he's just like, eh, maybe not. Um, CNN and Zelina tap out, but that doesn't matter because they are trying to send a statement to Ms. Maurice, and that is how their SmackDown ends for the night. Still really perturbed by Carmella's presence in our truth's corner. It's like it's like going on a date with a beautiful girl and, and finding out she chews with her mouth open. We all have our bad habits. Look, they're gonna be a mixed match challenge together, so you better get used to it. Oh! And now our truth has got an opportunity here against the Miz. Can Truth pull off a huge win here tonight on SmackDown Live? Oh, and down goes Miz! I think Truth may be well beyond his way to do Ooh, ouch! Well beyond his way to doing that. Here he comes! Truth! Oh! What's up? Truth has been asking what's up for like 20 years and still never got an answer. At least he stays the course. He takes out the knee. Oh, and a DDT! Could this put away Truth? There's what's up. Into the cover oh. and a kick out. Oh, oh, wait, oh wait. wait a minute. Chasing Miz all night, and finally he caught him in a list. And finally got him in the yes lock oh, here. No. And Brie Bella is stalking Maurice yeah. on the outside. Watch out, mother of the century. And Maurice has got nowhere to run. Leave her alone. Maurice just gave birth. And now Brie Bella. Oh, yeah. Brie Bella. Oh, yeah, this is great. Brie's setting a great example for her daughter, attacking somebody from behind when they weren't expecting it. I hope Bernie's not watching. What are you talking about? That's what Maurice did to Brie last week. Oh, it's Alina Vega. Thank God. Oh, wait a minute. Now Almas and Tronic. Almas and Brian into the steel. Almas and Zelina are like a couple of guardian angels tonight on SmackDown Live. Guardian angel. Give me a break. Miz and Maurice are going to escape, and Almas and Vega can take advantage. This is a shame. This is great. Oh, oh, oh no. Have you seen that comment? This is great. Double yes lock. And the Miz and Maurice are forced to watch. A message to the end couple. Oh, here we go. I'll wait now. The Miz. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, change your plans, Miss. Change your mind, Maurice. At least those animals let go of the submission holds. Another fun episode of SmackDown. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The R-Truth comedy thing works for me. He's very funny. And it's one of those things where he's just like, really? But... He honestly is funny because sometimes it's like tiresome, but a lot of the time he has a way of doing the silly shit and it's still like being funny. Yes, he has he has good timing. That's what he has. Yeah, he's got good instincts. Like he understands, he gets it. It's great. Did you see what I sent you? 
I just saw that pop up in the chat, so I'm about to click on it and see what Don't worry, viewers. They aren't new to anything like that. HR wouldn't allow us to do all that. No, they don't. You know. We have standards and practices here. No, we don't do that sort of thing. This is not a Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky situation. <laughs> no. So, but anyway. Let's see here. All right, so we're going to move into a little bit of Lucha Underground. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. I want them to go back to um, Boyle Heights. I don't like the... the you don't like the new place? I don't like the Xbox. No, I, I like the temple. And I understand he said anywhere is the temple, as long as the, the seal is there, but it's not the same. Right, right. So um, this week's episode of Lucha Underground starts off with Melissa Santos. Basically, in her own version of Kill Bill, as uh, Katrina basically says, she's done with Mill Mortis. She's got her life back, and uh, Mill can kick rocks. Literally, she hands him the stone and says, "It'll be something for um, him to remember her by." And then, as she's leaving, Melissa Santos comes on the scene, and they have this epic martial arts fight. Um, they're going back and forth. They're fighting through different areas and upstairs and all types of stuff. But eventually um, M- Melissa throws uh, Katrina off the side of this building. Katrina's holding on with one hand on the edge of the roof. Uh, Mill Murtis comes out. He grabs Katrina's hand. He puts the stone in her hand and basically tells her this is something to remember him by. And he lets her go. And Katrina falls into the depths. And Katrina is no longer with us, we're assuming. So, um, Aerostar was there. Aerostar takes the um, little uh, medallion that Katrina had on her neck and he goes into the afterlife and he brings back Phoenix and Melissa and Phoenix are together again, happily ever after. Yay. He's not right yet. Yes, yes. uh, Aerostar said that uh, he just came back from some type of, I forgot what he said the exact word was, and it'll take him a little while to acclimate himself back to, you know, how he was. But I thought the the, the opening scene was pretty good. What'd you think? It was very like, it was, it was very like Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. It absolutely works. It's very Robert Rodriguez. It's very bad. Very grindhouse. It was great. And Melissa's a good actress. Yes, she is. I'm trying to figure out how postpartum she was because she's not back like, what? <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, Joey Ryan was in the ring. He didn't know who he was going to face. Antonio Cueto comes out and says that Joey's going to be the next sacrifice. So we get Joey Mercury versus Matanza Cueto. Um, this basically ends like how all uh, Matanza Quayo matches. <laughs> he hit the wrath of the gods on Joey, and Joey gets sacrificed. Yeah. Um, we get Kill Shot versus Big Bad Steve. Um, Kill shot dominates Steve while continuing to be distracted by Son of Havoc, who was chilling at the ringside eating his popcorn. I heard distracted. I heard <laughs> Kill shot hit some palm strikes and uh, drop kick 
to the injured ankle of Steve. Um, basically, Killshot has Steve in the uh, fireman's carry in your big bad Steve to enchant a chant. This is uh, Killshot to land a nice drop kick, reversal midair, and eventually, Killshot defeated big bad Steve with the kill stomp and he got the win. Killshot gloated for the crowd and he was on the mic, you know, basically giving them what for. And of course, that causes Son of Havoc to come in. They have a brawl. Son of Havoc dominated Killshot and he unmasked Killshot. What? Yep. I missed that part. And, uh, and you know, Killshot basically slid out of the ring with his face all covered up and Son of Havoc celebrated by holding up the mask. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know you don't be taking a they mask. <laughs> you're not part of, part of a lucha. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Mm-mm. I was watching a blooper. I know this is like a, a digression, but I was watching bloopers from WWE, and there were like two or three bloopers of when somebody like took off a mask when they weren't supposed to. One was like I think Del Rio yanked the mask, and then he had to like put it back. <laughs> you know, he's Mexican, so you know he knows. And then there was another one where somebody was pulling the mask off and the other person pulled it back on and then ripped it. So it was like nothing he could do. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, this was supposed to be a world title match between um, Pentagon Jr. and Johnny Mundo. But of course, due to last week's ambush by Matanza during the wedding, Johnny is not able to wrestle. So Pentagon mm-hmm. says that he's going to put out a challenge to any wrestler with the balls to challenge him for the world title tonight. So Sean Hernandez makes his entrance. Uh, Pentagon says that um, if Hernandez has the ball to, to face him, then the title will uh, come to Hernandez. And uh, basically, they have their match. Pentagon Jr., of course, gets the win. Uh, He hits the Pentagon driver, and he maintains the title. Um, Then after the match, he goes to break his arm, but he was stopped by King Cuerno. King Cuerno used the Lucha Underground title to smash Penta in the back of the head. Cuerno then hit Penta with a jumping sunbat, and Cuerno then hit Pentagon Jr., the thrill of the kill on the Lucha Underground Championship, and King Crano left the temple as Matt Striker closed out the show. <laughs> so, always cool to see uh, King Crano out there doing his thing. I think he's been one of the underrated Lucha Underground guys, so it'll be cool to actually see him have a chance to go for the Lucha Underground title. Looks like they're setting him up to be the next challenger. So, good deal for that. Um, but yeah, the highlight of this show definitely was the very beginning with Melissa Santos and Katrina having that that fight. Very kill Bill. Yeah, very bad. This episode of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by Busted Tees. It's still warm, so it's still time to wear really cool t-shirts. Go through CSPN.us, click on our website, click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free, scroll down, to the tab that says busted tees click on that scroll through pick up one two five t-shirts and help keep the podcast free each and every week here on cspn so busted tees through cspn.us do it today 
You know, especially today, because I just went on the website, right? Right. Top three, and I haven't even been scrolling. Mm-hmm. One t-shirt says, surely not everybody is kung fu fighting. <laughs> Number two, shh, nobody cares. So we clearly have to buy that for Like, obviously. <laughs> clearly, you know? And then... Oh, that's so cute. Today is my cheat day. It's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A start. I love that. Nice, nice. So there you go. Get you one of those awesome t-shirts over at Busted Tees through CSPN.us and help keep the WrestleCast and all the other podcasts on CSPN free each and every week. Oh, I hate to digress. Number one t-shirt. Nakatomi Corporation Christmas Party, 1988. <laughs> Iconic. For those who are too young, that's the uh, Die Hard. Die the, the building. The only Christmas movie that matters, despite what people may tell you. It's still a Christmas movie. Um, that's for the people who don't know that Southern Playlistic is a Christmas song by Outcast. See? Mm-hmm. We have to learn the people. <laughs> they even have like sleigh bells in the back if you listen to the beat real close. Mm, see, iconic. Yeah. Something else that's iconic was the main event of NXT. But before we get there, we had Cassius Ono versus Kona Reeves. Cassius Ono counters the Hawaiian drop, and Cassius Ono knocks Reeves out, and he pins him. After the match, Cassius Ono gets on the mic. He says that when he came back, there was so much buzz until there wasn't, and he became an afterthought. He says that he's figured it out. There will always be someone new and someone fresh, and he will be right there to welcome them and knock them to the back of the lot. We get the Forgotten Sons, uh, aptly named because it's Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, who I totally forgot about, and Jason Riker, who I'd never even heard of, versus our favorites, the Street Profits. <laughs> Steve I actually Cutler. saw that this week. Ah, Steve Cutler takes Dawkins to the floor and slams him into the steps. Back in, Montez Ford hits a DDT. But then the Mighty Don't Kneel arrive for the distraction, and they Ooh. attack Montez Ford. That allows the Forgotten Sons to hit a netbreaker double stomp combo, and they get the win. So, unfortunately, our boys at Street Profits had to take the L. Damn, Mighty Don't Kneel. Um. <laughs> Did you see Montez Ford's entrance this week? I did not see the entrance. I saw the exit once they won. Nah, okay. Hey, I didn't see the entrance. Uh, Steven Regal meets with Heavy Machinery. Big Otis admits to breaking the Performance Center toilet, but Regal is asking about Aleister Black. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> and he's just, just shaking his head at the toilet story. Uh they basically had some video that they took and they shared that information with Regal and they said that they saw Chompa near um, Alistair Black's body and that's the only thing outside of the video that they shared that they could add to the investigation. We get highlights of last week's Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunn and Ricochet match. Pete Dunn is pissed that Ricochet cost him the match and then they set up a champion versus champion match in two weeks. Then we get a video package about the War Raiders. Then, Kari Sane arrives and opens a treasure chest on stage containing the NXT Women's Championship. Mm. So, Kari Sane versus Trisha Dora. Did you see this match? Mm-mm. 
Okay. The Trisha Dora is a black girl from like DC area somewhere. She could be something. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kari Sane hits a spinning back fist, then she hits the sliding D, then Kari heads up top, and she hits the el- insane elbow, and she gets the win. Shayna Baszler arrives after the match and knocks over the treasure chest. Baszler says to enjoy the fantasy, because reality will come when she gets her rematch. Wait, Shana wait, 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 wait. She had that girl in the move, was bent over, and was staring at Shayna at the announcer's desk, right? This was a week. That was a week before. Oh, okay. okay. I'm a week back. Okay. Then no, I yeah. didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. So Shayna enters the ring. They have a big brawl. Uh, Shayna Baszler uh, levels Kari with the clothesline. But Kari fights back and she uh, hits strikes and she spears Shayna and sends Shayna out of the ring. So it was um, really funny when Shayna Baszler came out there and knocked over the damn treasure chest. That That was funny. I know you don't like Shayna Baszler, but I don't like Shayna Baszler, but I'm I'm gonna get over it now that she's not a winner. Maybe I can like her again. I was like, I was like, that's a move Didi would be proud of right there. <laughs> I mean, really, fuck that treasure chest, Yes, listen. Even if I don't like you, I like it when you're true to who you are. So Shayna Baszler should absolutely kick over the treasure chest. Anything that's good in life, she should be like, fuck your good things, absolutely. Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion, he gets a pre-recorded promo and he says that he hasn't been on TV because he doesn't have a challenger for his title. (laughs) Ciampa says that he's the main event, the last man standing, and the greatest sports entertainer of all time. He says he doesn't want to be the voice of the voiceless or lead a bunch of sheep. The entire world is listening, but only a few truly hear his message. He says to follow the lead of your NXT champion. Lars Sullivan, he's meeting with Steven Regal and apologizes for not informing him that he's been cleared to get back into the ring. Of course, Lars Sullivan is asked about the Aleister Black attack and Lars admits that if he was there, he was there to visit Aleister Black, but then he heard his screams and found him laid out. He said that all he saw was the Undisputed Era driving off. Lars says that if he did it, he'd still be standing over his body. And next week, Lars is going to face Raul Mendoza. And then we get to our main event, Johnny Gargano versus the Velveteen Dream. Gargano hits the suicide dive and locks on the Gargano escape as the Dream taps on the floor. Johnny Gargano, he's finally snapped. Johnny breaks the count and then he hits a super kick and then teases the draping DDT to the floor. But he sees a young Johnny wrestling fan and he thinks better of it and stops before he goes over to hug the young man. Back in, the Velveteen Dream talks shit to Gargano, calling him Johnny Failure. Johnny Gargano drops the knee pad, but then he roll he runs right into the rolling Dream Valley driver, and the Velveteen Dream gets the win. Hey! <laughs> no, this was a good match, man. This was real good. Velveteen Dream is so good. To be so young, he is so good. Uh, I think he's going to be the champion at some point. I, I think he might I'm be. Sure, yeah. He might be the one to beat Champa. Because, Ooh. yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if Johnny Gargano is going to get another chance at the way that they got this. It's going to be a while if he does. I really don't feel like he should like. 
maybe it's just not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you just need to work out your problems on the streets. <laughs> like maybe that title ain't for you right now. <laughs> but like, yeah, that one's okay. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I was saying because when it comes to Champa and the title, they seem to miss the mark. Like you can whoop Champa's ass or you can win the title. You can't seem to do both. So maybe we just need to stop where we are. Because you can't have a rematch to the rematch to the rematch to the other rematch. <laughs> and don't forget that other rematch. Like, that's too much. Like, this is it. Like, at one point, you have to retire from trying to beat Champa. Right. Move on to somebody else. So, yeah. Yep. Another fun episode of NXT, as always. So. Definitely check it out for the main event, Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano. Good stuff by both men. So, mm-hmm. at this point, Miss Didi Jonay, I open it up to you for your thank yous and shout outs. Hey, um, okay. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to the chairman just because. Shout out to you because you're great. Shout out to Greg because he was here. Shout out to Sam because he wasn't. Shout out to Glow because we always get shout outs. Shout out to Canada, because SummerSlam is going to be in Canadian next year. And we're all going to, all the ladies of the glow, we're all going to go to Canada is the plan. And I feel like if we put it out into to the world, we're like obligated to do the things we need to do to get there. And then maybe I won't be two hours late for a two and a half hour match. Anyway, yeah, that's all my shout out. All right. Thank you for joining me, Miss Didi Jonay. I'll give you a shout out. Give a shout out to Greg. Give a shout out to Sam. Give a shout out to the Glow and all the Russell Bays and everybody who showed up in the live tweets this week. Um, just a reminder or a show um, note here. We had an all in exclusive podcast with Michael from our Russell Grade. Me and him sat down. He attended StarCast and All In. So, we got to hear a first-person perspective on all the events that surrounded All In and the matches, so check that out. And I know you may think, maybe thinking, hey, they didn't talk about the May Gun Classic. Do not fear. We're going to have a standalone podcast that's all about the May Gun Classic. The first episode will debut this Sunday. I will be on the show with Jupiter Julep and Madame Lizette. And hopefully some appearances by will sleep, though, when her schedule allows. So be on the lookout for that hitting your feed more than likely on Sunday as we're going to review all four matches from the first night of the Mayan Classic. And this will continue until the Mayan Classic concludes. So please check us out and listen to that. And also check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media become a backstage member, gain exclusive access to our exclusive content, the extra podcast that you get to hear from Bad and Boozy, Rock Solid Radio, Newsy Floozies, us here at the WrestleCast, the Ratchet Ramblings. So there's a lot of good content up over there. Go check it out. Like I said, it's like $3 a month, or you can pledge 5 bucks or a dollar. Just help out the show any way that you like and become a patron. But the backstage member is the uh, way that you can get the exclusive content access to that. So for Miss Didi Jonay, for the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 201 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Undertaker, this is what you need to understand. 
The fact of the matter is that Triple H is still the game. He is still the cerebral assassin. And as far as what's left in the tank, sorry, my man, I think he's got a heck of a lot more left than you do. So, at WWE Super Showdown, the cerebral assassin is going to cerebrally assassinate the Undertaker. I took the best that you had, and I took the best that Triple H had, and I put you both down. And in the process, I reached in and took part of your soul, and your egos can't accept it. chose Triple H because I took the one thing from you that was most important. Your career. Is that what you think? I have stayed away and stayed true to my retirement because I am a man of my word. Because I man of integrity. I have stayed away and stayed retired out of respect for the system, out of respect for them, and most importantly, and most importantly, I've stayed retired out of respect for you, out of respect, respect for the other two. Is it respect? Or is it fear? Because if you had ever chosen to come out of retirement, there would have only been one person that you come for. Me. mistake about it, I would put you down all over again. And there's one other thing you know. In Melbourne, Australia, I'm going to put your buddy Triple H down again. 